So China putting warships in international waters off Alaska. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. This is the People's Liberation Army. Never has a title for a military been so uh, poorly named. (laughs) But, you know, propagandists going to propagandize. U.S. Coast Guard. Uh, Seeing this at the end of August. But not the photos didn't get out until this week. There were three Chinese vessels photographed from uh, the Berthoff, which is a U.S. Coast Guard cutter. And you even had uh, the cutter's captain communicating with one of the Chinese vessels. Now, in international waters, less bothers me. But according to the reporting... They were 46 miles off the Aleutian Island coast. Uh, The ships were within the U.S. exclusive economic zone. They followed international laws and norms and at no point entered U.S. territorial waters. So this is different than when Russia tries to uh, buzz one of our signals planes or or come close uh, with with, uh, hardware like, like, like submarines. But this is something to note. Something to pay attention to, and, and the, the reason for this has to do with whether or not there is a real feel that the U.S. is weak and there's an opportunity to just push the envelope a little. See where it goes. This is the conversation about Taiwan. When you watch how the United States, meaning the Biden administration, dealt with with, uh, Afghanistan and this withdrawal, which was, of course, devastating. Doesn't matter how many people lie about it. And Anthony Blinken's um, defense or or statements in front of the House, in front of the Senate, uh, did not make things better. Did not make anything better. What it showed Taiwan is that we may not be safe because we don't believe that we can have faith in the United States to back us up. Meanwhile, North Korea is testing missiles. They've tested a long-range cruise missile. North Korean officials through their, their propaganda agency, they put out an article by an analyst criticizing the United States for stirring trouble with China as a result of diplomatic and military moves perceived as defying um, an understanding on the status of Taipei, meaning Taiwan. So now you've got North Korea saying, hey, how can we further align ourselves with China because there's nothing to align yourself with with the United States and this guy, uh, Joe Biden. And we can keep getting, you know, food. Because <laughs> that's what it's all about for them. That's what they need. They need the money. So can they be a problem? Also worth noting, China has entered Taiwan air defense zones. This happening 
the day after Taiwan announced a $9 billion boost to military spending to counter the threat from China. You understand that the conversation is that China believes that Taiwan is part of China and on the one China policy? And they don't appreciate Taiwan uh, thinking they are, of, uh, are they, they are of their own devices. So you have this happening. This isn't the first time it's happened. They've been entering the airspace. This is meant absolutely to create fear, and eventually it will lead to forces walking into Taipei. All of this is not because Joe Biden is in office. This is what China wanted for, from the beginning. This was the idea of China 2025. This is part of the idea of the Belt and Road Initiative. This goes back to President Xi Jinping in 2013. And about how, uh, you know, the, the, the plan was to be able to amass power in a, a series of places, economic, uh, political, uh, security, etc. All meant to challenge uh, United States power. When you see the investments from China in Africa, this is all about trying to have influence. And a lot of what that is is the getting of raw minerals. You see this in South America, for example, with soybeans. The last thing China wants to do is be dependent on the United States for soybean purchases. And farmer, farmers are fully aware of this. Farmers are fully aware that if you can still sell soybeans to China, that's great. But the time will come when that's over. That is over. You take a look at the amount of investment that's going on in the places that it's going on. Here, this is uh, investment from China uh, in, in, in South Africa. Imports from China, 4.3% of, of GDP. Egypt, imports from China, 4.9% of GDP. In Kazakhstan, 7.3%. Mongolia, it's not surprising, 11.9%. But how about Laos and Thailand and Cambodia? This is what we're seeing, how they are trying to build up the area. And it goes into Ukraine and Hungary and Romania, Poland, the Czech Republic, something that absolutely has to be checked by the United States. None of that is because Joe Biden is in office. The military aggression is because Joe Biden has failed us. There's the difference. Tony, didn't we see military aggression uh, when Trump was in office from China? You don't remember it, do you? You saw no military aggression when it came to Taiwan. You saw no military aggression when it came uh, to China and the South China Sea. Ari brings up Hong Kong. The difference would be that was within the borders of China. I'm talking about outside. I'm talking about uh, a, a, a world hegemony play here.
I won't argue that you didn't see violence from China and Hong Kong and the Uyghur Muslims. Never mind seeing China say, hey, we got a virus. Let's not tell anybody. I'm talking about these moves. These constant, constant moves that you're seeing. How about the idea of of fishing in in the uh, South China Sea, where you have these massive Chinese trawlers moving these Filipinos in their fishing boats right out, running right over them, and literally scraping the ocean floor. So there's an example of where you saw it in, in, in some degree. Now you see it clear as day. They've been making these investments, making these pushes, and now... They're trying to play a little tough because they don't believe they've got anybody who's going to push back against them. Something to keep the eye on. Let's take it over to California. You have Gavin Newsom surviving the recall election with over 60% of the vote. I mean, he survived it well. Don't don't deny it. Problems absolutely positively in terms of people being told they already voted when they didn't. But you got you got to go prove that stuff. You got to keep fighting that stuff. I, I, I know I have California friends who are like, stop telling us to leave California. We're not giving up. Sure. You be you. But I disagree with that assessment greatly. California has to fall. It's the only way. It's the only way. Damn. What? There's no other way, Ari. There's I, no other way. All right. We're, we're past the point of, of debate on this. The people have spoken. Gavin Newsom forced you and your kids to wear a mask, and he parties at French Laundry, and 60% of people said, cool by us. The next day, he wins. Uh, he, he survives the recall. The next day... Los Angeles County issues a health order requiring proof of vaccination for indoor bars, wineries, breweries, nightclubs, and lounges. You also have to have proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test for the Dodgers, the Rams, and the Chargers. Literally the next day. They were all waiting. Proving that it's not about science, proving that it's all about politics and what they can get away with. I will tell you, I continue to be stunned and amazed at this. Because the question is, what do they gain? And you could say to me, they gain control. And my answer is, what do they then do with it? What is it that they want? And the only thing I have come to came from... When Joe Biden said that we have to do this and mandate vaccines via the Department of Labor through OSHA, the Occupation, uh, Occupational Safety and Health Administration, we have to do this. And when you saw that move, you realized that conversations we had been having about public health were coming true. If you can decide that a vaccine can be mandated for the public health, well, you can do anything for public health absolutely positively anything for the public health let me give you an example of this speaker pelosi talking about the infrastructure bill the person who appointed those three justices with 
uh, the way he did uh, a year or two ago. The um, and the climate is uh, see with the, with the climate issue right now. Just might put this in context. Right now we're in a a place where the Senate has passed a bill on infrastructure and everybody's making a big fuss. Oh, they passed an infrastructure, but we have to do it roads and bridges and blah, 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 blah. And we do. But it makes not much of a nod to the climate crisis in it. It could have been written maybe 50 years ago or 60 or 70. And what we want to do is in our reconciliation bill, it's more on the subject you ever want to know in your life, just reject it then or forget about it after I'm finished or before. And then we're doing the reconciliation bill. And so we can't really amend their bill because it was bipartisan and it's a good thing. And it's a triumph for the president that he got a bipartisan bill. But, but we have to have much more on climate in the reconciliation bill. And if they can't get it through the $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill, which Joe Manchin is not on board for, the senator from West Virginia, he actually had a meeting with President Biden in the White House. Whatever arm twisting happened didn't work. They'll decide climate change is a public health issue, like racism is a public health issue. Well, if it's a public health issue, they don't have to worry about the elected representatives of the people. They can use non-elected bureaucrats via agencies that you cannot fight to implement their desires. This is a serious, serious issue. The control factor is actually part and parcel of, I was going to say secondary, but maybe not. But it's, it's not the first thing. The first thing is not having control. The first thing is we have these ideological fantasies and ideological desires. We must get them implemented. We've decided that the science is settled. And in order to do it, because you people won't let us do what we want, we'll then have to find a way to do what we want. We can't get Americans on board with green. We've tried and tried and tried. We've talked about climate. We've talked about climate. We've talked about climate. They won't get on board with it. But oh my gosh, look what we were able to do for the public health. Boom. That's the way we do it. And that's why racism is part of public health. And now a Green New Deal is part of public health. Guns are part of public health. Because with public health, we can move forward on the ideological desire. We happen to end up controlling you. That's where I think the difference is. That the objective top line is not actually about control. It is about these ideological fetishes. But in order to get them implemented, it has to invariably lead to the control of the people and the the absolute eradication of their rights and their ability to speak out. It must, by definition... And that's where we're at. They didn't do move the mask mandate because it would have hurt their guy. If Los Angeles had done this five days ago before the, the recall, it would have hurt their guy from staying in power. And they had to have the power to move these, these ideological rigidness forward. So they were happy to not only lie to Californians, but to let them die if this is all so important in order to win elections. The ideology before the humanity, and then the control comes with it. I'm Tony Katz.